Hello and welcome to the AMSSM Sports MedCast. As we approach the 2023 AMSSM annual meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, we continue our mini journal club series highlighting each of the top articles in sports and exercise medicine from 2021 as selected from last spring's annual meeting. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Schroeder, and I am joined today by Rebecca King, who is a sports medicine physician at the Dunfries Health Center in Dunfries, Virginia. She serves as a member of the top article subcommittee, part of the AMSSM Education Committee. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, here it is, the top article from sports and exercise medicine from the previous year. This article is platelet-rich plasma versus hyaluronic acid for knee osteoarthritis. This is a systematic review and meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials by John Belk et al., published in the January 2021 issue of the American Journal of Sports Medicine. So I have to ask, Rebecca, what made this the number one article from all the hundreds of articles that were reviewed by your subcommittee? So our subcommittee, when we're going through and reviewing these articles, there's a very robust sort of scoring system. There's five of us that score it, and then they, the top 20 or 30 get rescored. And this article far and away outscored every article that we reviewed, and it was sort of a no-brainer. It consistently received the highest score by a mile compared to the other articles. And part of it is that it's a systematic review and meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials. It's a golden study. It's the best that you can get when it comes to studies. And the other is that it is very high on the scoring of, is this likely to change your clinical practice? And this was one that was Yes, very high, could very easily change clinical practice. Okay, that's pretty good evidence and a pretty good argument for what makes this the top article. So let's jump into it. And as mentioned in the title, this is a systematic review and a meta-analysis of various RCTs. So how many studies and how many patients were included in this? Yeah, so overall, they found 18 studies and all of the studies were level one studies. And overall, they had 1,608 patients. Okay. And what did they break down? We see in the title there, comparing platelet-rich plasma versus hyaluronic acid. Now, are all each of these studies, where, is that exactly what they were looking at? Yeah. So, so 811 of the patients received PRP injections, and then another 797 received hyaluronic acid injections. And those, all of the studies, those were the two outcomes. There was some variability in exactly what hyaluronic acid, exactly what PRP in regards to leukocyte-rich, leukocyte-poor. Those were the two sort of treatment arms. Okay. So within the two treatment arms, both platelet-rich plasma and hyaluronic acid, we know there are various formulations. There's leukocyte-rich, leukocyte-poor, platelet-rich plasma, and even within those subcategories, there's a wide variety of what those specific recipes are. And similarly for hyaluronic acid, not all hyaluronic acid is necessarily created equal, that, but they're all kind of looped in under the, uh, those two different arms or umbrellas uh, for each of those different treatments. So given that setup, what were the results that were, were found in this systematic review? Sure. So in this review of the articles, uh, all the articles had different ways of measuring outcomes, but the three most common 
were the WOMAC scores, so the Western Ontario and McMaster University's osteoarthritis index, what a mouthful. The other was the VAS scores, so the visual analog scale, and then the last, the subjective international knee documentation committee score, such a mouthful. But those are really, I think, when we're looking at studies of knee OA, those are the most common patient-reported outcome measures that are used. And so looking at all of them, breaking them apart, the PRP was far and away the better product on the WOMAC scores for sure. The VAS scores, they saw less pain, function was similar. And then in the IKDC scores, it was about 50-50. Okay. Now, what limitations did you see in this systematic review? The biggest limitation was the heterogeneity of the articles. So there was heterogeneity in what PRP was injected or what hyaluronic acid was injected. There was heterogeneity in how the outcomes were measured. There was heterogeneity in even how many injections their participants got. So there were studies where each participant got three injections separated by a week or two weeks or the PRP arm got more injections, the HA arm got less injections. So there was a lot of heterogeneity when it came to clinical design in the studies. And that's probably the major limitation of this study. Okay, fair enough. So all in all, taking everything together, what are your big takeaways and clinical applications? How does this change your practice patterns? For me personally, I am offering PRP much earlier than I normally would have. I remember when I was in fellowship, PRP was definitely the sort of last ditch effort thing that we would offer. It was maybe this would help, maybe it wouldn't help. But now I feel if it's this good compared, especially to hyaluronic acid, which is often our second choice, maybe PRP should be our second, maybe even first choice um, when it comes to what we're injecting into patients' knees. Okay. And do you feel that there's still a seat at the table for hyaluronic acid? So the answer is yes, but only because of cost, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, some people, insurance will cover this and they won't cover PRP and PRP can be prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. Awesome. I think, that, I think that's a very poignant point. As we discussed in the previous episode with the AMSSM position statement on responsible use of regenerative medicine and sports medicine, it specifically stated that we should use the least invasive, safest, and most cost-effective treatment with the highest level of evidence implemented first. So when we're looking at those things, absolutely, I think that uh, as you stated, Rebecca, that hyaluronic acid is still a reasonable treatment and is still covered by some insurances, whereas plate-rich plasma, although gaining in evidence as a result of this systematic review, it isn't covered by most insurances and it does require out-of-pocket costs. So that should be a medical decision-making and shared decision-making model with our patients. So Rebecca, in conclusion, are there any last bits of information you'd like to say uh, regarding our top article of the year? You know, this is our top article compared to the position statement. And that was something that we talked about a lot in our meetings. But we thought that this was a very well done study. It looked at all level one articles and it was something that we thought was an important 
addition to the PRP discussion when it comes to using PRP versus other therapies? Great, thank you. And there, there we have it. It is the top article of the previous year. And now we get to go through all of this again with the next year's unveiling. Thank you again, Rebecca. Absolutely, it was such a pleasure. I'd like to thank Dr. Rebecca King from the AMSSM Top Articles Committee. Links to this article can be found in our podcast show notes. I'd also like to thank you, the listener. I hope you have found this time valuable. And if so, please share this podcast with your colleagues and help promote the visibility of the podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving a quality five-star review on your preferred listening platform. We hope you'll join us for the 2023 AMSSM Annual Meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, April 28th through May 3rd, held in person, but also a virtual attendance option. And join us again soon for the next edition of the AMSSM Sports Medcast. The views expressed are theirs alone and do not represent the official policy or position of the AMSSM, the U.S. Army, Department of Defense, or U.S. government.